Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Uh, Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, on today's show... We've got Dean Jones. He writes for us here at the Viking Age, and he's been on the podcast multiple times in the past. So welcome back to the show, Dean. Thanks for having me again, Adam. You doing good? Yes, yes, doing doing great. Um, so we're recording this podcast on a Sunday. It's the Vikings' first day off uh, from training camp since it began last week. They've had four practices so far, and, and so far there's been some some interesting things to happen. Most recently um, was Jake Browning being the only Vikings quarterback available for their night practice on Saturday after Kellen Mond reportedly tested positive for COVID-19, and then both Kirk Cousins and Nate Stanley had to sit out because they were considered high-risk close contacts. What we learned from this news is that Cousins and Stanley are not fully vaccinated because if they were, neither of them would have been forced to miss Saturday's night practice according to the NFL's current COVID protocols for vaccinated and unvaccinated players. So my question for you, Dean, is not should Cousins and Stanley go out and get vaccinated. I think Mike Zimmer has already stated his case on that, and those guys are adults and free to make their own decisions, whatever they want. Um, But to prevent something like Browning being the only available quarterback again during the season, if something like this happens again, should the Vikings maybe look around the league to see if they can possibly trade for one of the better backup quarterbacks? I'm talking guys like maybe like Gardner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett, Case Keenum, Marcus Mariota, guys that would probably give Minnesota a better chance to win than, than Browning if Cousins is forced to miss time due to COVID in 2021. Yeah, I mean, the complications are there for all to see, aren't they? Um, if he doesn't get vaccinated or, I mean, it's his choice, but mm-hmm. um, with, the, with the sort of restrictions you've got, uh, I mean, it's not just playing. If you get caught, it's the meetings, it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's everything leading up to game day. Uh, that's That could cause some problems in terms of preparation as well. Um, I mean, I mean, obviously, he's, he's thought about, he's, he's must have given it a lot of thought. I know... Um, Players aren't entitled to tell us your opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm vaccinated, but I wouldn't go around sort of telling everybody it's right. it's my decision. Um, I mean, ju- ju- judging by sort of he's 
he's the main guy, isn't he? He's, he's the quarterback. He's the one everyone's looking to mm-hmm. for guidance and support and and to lead from the front. And uh, uh, for him to be in this situation just a few short days into camp as well is is quite a farcical situation, really. And you could see how see how Mike Zimmer frustrations were coming out. I mean, that's clearly something that's been bubbling under the surface for quite a while. Because mm-hmm. um, obviously he's pushing for his players to get vaccinated to avoid further complications. Because uh, yeah, he, he knows it's an advantage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And they're in a good position to do well. Um, yeah. I know Aaron Rodgers has gone back to Green Bay, but so what? Yeah. I mean, the Vikings are still pretty loaded all over, uh, barring a, a couple of problem positions, I'd say. So... Um, I think, especially with Mond as well, uh, I'd I be really, really, really wary about putting him in at any stage this season, yeah. um, considering he needs time to develop, and that's what the Vikings wanted in the first place. Um, a guy that could come in for a couple of years, sit behind Cousins maybe, and then um, and then go from there. But um, in terms of trading for one, I mean... It depends what they're willing to give up and yeah. looking at the pros and cons of it. I mean, Minshew's a, a wild card. Yep. Um, Keenum's been around uh, the system before, but yep. I mean, if Mike Zimmer thought he was any good, <laughs> they, would, they wouldn't have let him go in the first place. I know right. they, they had the miracle and that was amazing and everything yeah. like that, but at the end of the day, they wouldn't have spent all that money uh, on Kirk Cousins if they thought he could take them where they wanted to go. Nick Foles, maybe. I mean, he's yeah. been there and done it in playoff football. He can, he's proven to come in at a moment's notice, and not good, that, not that good during the season, though. So I don't know about no, him. no. But like, say when it depends on. I mean, it's such an unknown situation. Yep. You you don't know uh, from week to week what's gonna what's gonna happen because uh, I know the the Delta variant sort of kicking in over there now. I do mm-hmm. believe uh, we've had it quite bad over here in the UK as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which is thankfully sort of dying off a little bit now as, yep. as more people sort of the penny drops for them that they need to get vaccinated yep. um, because it does end even if, I mean, the the sort of the stories going around that the vaccine is supposed to prevent you from getting it. I mean, I, I just don't know where, where that comes from. Yeah, because, I, it's supposed to prevent you from, you know, getting the worst symptoms and that's where like yeah, every, every yeah. vaccine. I mean, I'm a, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, I've got a friend who, who contracted COVID um, at last March? Yeah, uh, when there was no vaccinations, right. and he was in and he was in quite a bad way for for a couple of weeks, and yeah. then he got it again about three weeks ago after being double jabbed. And he said yeah. it was, and he said it was basically it was just like a bad cold. He, he right. worked from home. He didn't. He, he wasn't bedridden. He wasn't yeah. hospitalized. Things like that. So. Yep. Um, it's a personal choice. I mean, yep. like, like like you say, it's 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 a personal choice, and and cousins is going to have to live with the repercussions if he doesn't miss in time. But I, I think it's something the Vikings should definitely look into, especially um, not perhaps via trade, but maybe sort of when someone gets push comes to show when cuts are made, yeah, um, through camp or sort of. No, they can't get Sean Mannion back because he just signed with the Seahawks. No, he just so. signed, doesn't he? Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Uh. Yeah. Really unfortunate. <laughs> it would have been so much. I know, I know, you, I know you were absolutely, you were probably devastated with that. News. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, I couldn't sleep um, last night. But yeah, I'd probably say I'd probably say wait until wait until the cuts, and okay. then you've obviously got and then you've got a couple of weeks then um, to have a look. Maybe yeah. sort of who's who's backing up, who's third string elsewhere. Maybe try and get a 
try and get a veteran in for a late round pick. Before we started recording, I was just reading about how Ryan Tannehill, um, he's, he said he's in the middle of getting vaccinated and he basically is doing it because he saw like how much of an advantage you'd have in the NFL. He's not even talking about life. He's talking about in the NFL, you have a much better, you know, easier time if you're vaccinated, like as far as just going about things in a normal way. Like you said, you know, he doesn't have to have his meetings in a different room or he, he can eat with his teammates. He can interact face to face with people. He doesn't have to, he can travel with them like normally and everything. And he saw that and he's like, you know, it's obvious that it's an advantage. And, you know, I think he, he said like he wasn't really going to get it, but then he looked at what the NFL put in place as protocols. And it's, it's really just kind of, it seems that's what persuaded him was, was the protocols making it easier for vaccinated players. And, um, that's just kind of boggles my mind when you hear some somebody like Cousins who he's vital for the the Vikings and their success and it's not even a matter of you know like his life his personal life like you this is your this is your job this is a team that give, has given you 150 million dollars in contracts that has set you yeah. up and your family for the rest of your life probably for their life and they're asking you to do something for them to help them out um and he's just like no nah. but at the same time maybe he's in the middle of getting vaccinated we don't know because he, that could be the yeah. case too where yeah, he's not, I think, not I th- fully I think, vaccinated yeah yeah i think sam donald was the same obviously i i'm sort of the site expert covering the panthers as well right and uh, yeah. i know earlier, yep. in the, earlier in the off-season program he was um well he didn't want to discuss it but obviously sources get out that you haven't been vaccinated and then he saw those gifs being made of him you know with the yeah uh, with the yeah. <laughs> doing yeah, youtube research yeah and considering <laughs> and considering what he's got at stake this year yeah, yeah. i mean if, if if he bombs out this year he's, he's done as a starter as far yeah. as i'm concerned i know he'd be 25 next year but he'd be done i mean and that's the same thing with cousins though too like if he's not yeah this year or he doesn't help them get to the playoffs there's a very good chance that he's done in minnesota yeah, yeah. So, like I said, c- because the stakes are so high, and especially I know the Donald situation is different because Carolina yeah. are expected to contend, but I can't see why Minnesota can't reach the playoffs and make some noise again um, with the weapons they've got. And if they get their quarterback missing for two or three games, I mean, that's yeah, that that would be absolutely huge in, in sort of for, for the playoff implications. Would be mm-hmm. just, and if he's the reason why they don't end up making the playoffs because of this, I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just could not see Mike Zimmer working with him again. It's it would be a very Vikings, you know, outcome. Oh, yeah. Um, gone from <laughs> kickers to this in space you can, of two You years. can see them, you know, having a great season, get the number one seed, and then right before their playoff game, it's like, oh, Kirk Cousins tested positive for COVID. And it's like, oh, of course he did. Um, so, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's something that obviously all Vikings fans are like, just in the back of their mind, they're like, "That's this going to come back to to bite the team in some way?" And you don't want to think that way, but we're just so used to things like that happening to the Vikings. Hopefully, it won't. Hopefully, yeah. you know they'll be able to get things situated and figure things out. And and hopefully, you know, Cousins can you know we can get move forward without him getting the vaccine, and things just get better um, yeah. everywhere else. And maybe that's the teammate. I mean, it's the teammates as well, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you're, I know obviously not everybody's gonna 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 get it, but you look you look at the vaccination uh, percentages across the league now, and they're all quite high in most places. Yep. So if you're 
if you're a player who is, I don't know, say, say, say for example, you've got Darwin Cook to start yep. running back. Say, for example, he's he's done it on the preference, say, same as Ryan Tannehill. Right. To say, oh, right, this is going to help my team win. Yep. Um, did a little bit of research into it, decided, like, obviously, because medical experts and everything have gone in there, mm-hmm. um, discussed the benefits. He's decided it's best for him and his team. Yep. And then if he looks across at Kirk Cousins and who's the leader of the team and, and just thinks, oh, well, he hasn't got it done. So yep. th- does he want to win as much as me? Type A, t- a type scenario sort of thing. Yeah. So the complications are endless as far as I'm concerned. So I think I think the locker room's known for a while, though, that some of these guys aren't yeah. going to do it. Mike Zimmer said yesterday, he's like, some of these guys are pretty staunch. You're not going to change their mind. So I think yeah. they probably, hopefully they've you know been able to, I wouldn't want to say move past it, but make sure it's not a giant deal. But it could be during the season, you know, <laughs> if it costs them a game. Um, yeah. All right, we'll move on. Um, so on Friday, the Vikings had their first big injury of this year's training camp when wide receiver BC Johnson suffered a torn ACL. He's expected to miss the entire 2021 season. While it's disappointing for Johnson, who is in the middle of his third year in the NFL, does this injury really have any impact on the upcoming season for the Vikings? I'd have probably said this time last year, after the year he had in 2019, and say, yeah, because he looked like he was going to be a solid number three option, didn't he? Um, Virtually anonymous last year in Mm -hmm. comparison. Um, So considering how high they are, KJ Osborne um, brought brought in D.D. Westbrook. Still got obviously Jefferson Thielen. Um, I've read BB. Reading... Come on, you forgot about BB. Oh yeah, it's had BB as well. Can't forget. <laughs> obviously, they've got all the rookies as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and from what I've been reading, uh, Smith Junior certainly looks the part. Yeah. Uh, during really really camp practices as well. Um, I just did a story and he was part of it. Um, that I submitted earlier. And I was just looking some pictures, pictures of him from camping, and I'm yeah. sort of physically, yeah. he, he, he's looking he looks good. like he's he's packed on some serious muscle this year. Yep. So I'm expecting some big things out of him. So in the grand scheme of things, I mean, it's a real blow for for BT, um, and sort of might be the end really if if he can't. Yeah, um, he was uh, he was already on the on the bubble. I feel like yeah. This year. And it's, it's sort of a what have you done for me lately thing. I mean, mm-hmm. if one, one of the two rookies um, performs to or above expectations, um, Didi Westbrook proves that he's come back from injury and can yep. produce. And then all of a sudden, he's he'll he'll be looking for a new home probably, which is sort of it's a harsh way to look at it. But that's that's the NFL at the end yeah. of the day. Do you think? Uh, uh, do you think his injury kind of cements? Guys, like you mentioned, KJ Osborne <laughs> talked about BB. Like, as I'm getting a spot on on the roster this year's roster, or do they still have something? Do you think they still have something to prove this summer to avoid getting cut? Uh, I think they might give KJ Osborne a shot, especially now they put Westbrook in. Yeah, they um, they like him. It yeah, might have yeah. Um, I mean, he's made a couple of big plays. Um, ju- judging by the um, social media feeds, so clips, yeah, a few days of camp as well. So. Um, I mean, he didn't see one snap on offense last year. I don't think. No. I mean, he nope. did a couple of kicks, didn't he? So, and that, and that was it. So, if they're asking him to come straight in and be the number three, I mean, it's a pretty big leap to make. Um, yeah. But they seem pretty confident he's capable of it. So, 
what's what's the worst thing that can happen if we throw him in at the deep end? I mean, and he's still got plenty of space to work in yeah. with Thielen and Jefferson uh, taking up the attention as well. So, yeah, the the number three receiver in the Vikings offense is not is typically not a player who gets a lot of targets. Anyway, yeah, and even when Mike Mike Zimmer was asked about, I believe last week about like you know who's competing for the third receiver, and he's like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter. We're gonna run a lot of two tight end sets anyway, so I'm not really, I don't think he's too worried about who wins the the third receiver job because he knows that they're yeah. not really gonna have a big role in the offense. And special, yeah, and he, yeah. And he likes Conklin as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he, yeah. I think he likes Ty Conklin and that, uh, Smith that combination. So yeah, uh, I'm hoping for good good things from the tight end position. Yeah, I think they're going to have a, a good year. All right, so speaking of Mike Zimmer, he recently said that competition uh, for the Vikings starting right guard job next season right now is between Ali Udo, Dakota Dozier, and Drew Samia. Um, now, this is uh, pretty surprising since a lot of people figured rookie Wyatt Davis was going to have a shot at the right guard job this year, but it doesn't seem like that's the case right now. Uh, we've already seen what Dozier and Samia can do or can't. Um, so should Udo be given the opportunity to start at right guard in the Vikings' first preseason game, which is like about two weeks away uh, this year? And do you think the Vikings are making the right decision by not including Davis in the competition? Uh, I think they should definitely start him. <laughs> Udo, yeah. Jud- judging, judging by yeah, judging by what we've seen from Samir and Antosia, uh, yeah. especially last year. I mean, I mean, good. I mean, goodness me, they were just, <laughs> just terrible. Just, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, I mean, like, I, I mean, it's just a shot in the dark, really, with any of those three. Yeah. Um, Davis would be the long term option for me. I mean, I don't know, um, how well he's fitting in there, or if he's going to need sort of time to to pick things up i mean the i mean the, i know he was at ohio state and that was mm-hmm. a pretty high standard but when you're looking at the step up to the nfl um especially for for players at that position uh, against defensive tackles i mean he's going to get a crash course if he gets some yeah. first team reps anyway with with thomas and pierce and sheldon richardson playing there so i think that'd be a good learning curve for him if if the vikings can fit some of those reps into into training camp practices where Davis is concerned, but uh, I, I go with Udo initially. Um, like I say, we've, we've got a good uh, a good sample size of what Sammy and Doja can do. Yeah, um, and it's and it's not exactly it's not exactly will beaten, is it? So uh, having someone with a little higher upside in Udo, uh, I know he's not seen the field a lot, but um, he's pretty athletic from what I've seen of him. So and he's got. Brian O'Neill alongside him on the right, so it's that's a solid uh, a sort of solid edge presence for him as well. Um, I mean, and if Garrett Bradbury can make some strides next year uh, with what will hopefully I think be Ezra Cleveland at left guard and then and Darius or blind side, mm-hmm. um, things might not be terrible. But all it takes is one weak link and mm-hmm. and everything can sort of fall apart because it won't take long for opposing opposing defensive fronts to sort of target a weak link right. on the Vikings. And then and they do and pick it apart really. Yeah, and I I just kind of feel bad for for Garrett Bradbury because I feel like he always gets the the like most of the blame for the interior pressure, and when it's a lot of the time it's the it's the guys next to him and he can never I feel like he never he's never been able to catch a break, um, and it, oh. it's kind of 
same things kind of going on this year with with the right guard position. I think it's still kind of early. I know Zimmer said that you know these three guys are the ones in contention, but we still got what like a month, uh, just about before the season. Yeah. A lot can happen. Injuries can happen. Uh, COVID stuff can happen. Um, so I'm not. I'm not. You know, I don't know. I'm not brushing Davis to the side just yet. I know he's yeah, yeah he's a rookie. So <laughs> we've seen rookies come along pretty slowly. I believe Brian O'Neill. He didn't he didn't start his first couple games. Oh. He uh, he had to wait for someone to get injured. Um, you know, was I think Bradbury was a day one starter though, right? He was. He was a first round pick though. Uh, yeah, they moved offline to to guard. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Disaster. Yeah. But I was, yeah, I was just I was just going to ask, what would you do? Would you be inclined to go with a more youthful, athletic Davis in yeah. Cleveland, opposite Bradbury, or because you've got Darrisaw on blind side as well, haven't you? So it was, yeah. it was also. A I don't know. Experience. Davis was. I just read he was one of the people who were held out of Saturday's practice um, because I think of being a high risk close contact because he was yeah. playing center or whatever with when with Mond when. They were practicing. So, you know, people don't want to hear this, but him being vaccinated or unvaccinated could be, you know, part of the decision-making process for the Vikings because they want someone who's they know they can count on to be available. Yeah. Um, and if, and if yeah. Udo is vaccinated and he's a guy that's going to be available, they're probably going to pick him over Davis, whether Davis has, you know, a slight bit more potential than Udo. The risk factor is much higher for Davis than it is for for Udo. So, you know, maybe and maybe Davis, like we said, he could be in the middle of getting his vaccine. Um, there's always that possibility because I think a lot of guys after those protocols came out, they're like, oh, all right, I guess I should should do this, and yeah. they've then been doing that. But that could it could be part of the the, the decision making process, and I think that's going to just be something that's happening around the league. But here's a question for you: Does it even matter? <laughs> who the Vikings pick as their starting right guard this year, or are they just, you know, doomed with whoever they choose? Like I say, I think Udo's got more upside uh, if, if they just decide. we don't know? Is that, is that, yeah, that really why? Because <laughs> that's uh, how we so, feel about yeah, Samia. We don't, we, we don't know, whereas Drew Samir and... That was and it last Dome, year. Yeah. That was Samia last year, where we were yeah. like, put him in. He's, he's probably good. And then we're like, oh, yeah, no, he's terrible. It's trial and error. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just... Don't see the harm, uh, especially if Davis needs needs a lot more uh, coaching up or a little bit more time to adjust to the NFL. I mean, who knows? But um, who whoever's there, I'd sort of be a bit more confident putting next to Brian O'Neill. But then I thought yeah. that again last year, yep. and it, it didn't obviously didn't pan out like that. Like say opposing defenses just focused in on interior rush yep. uh, more often than not because we had quite a stable edge. With uh, O'Neill and Riley Reef, so mm-hmm. um, anymore. expect them to do the same again if Darso um, makes a smooth transition. I think hopefully, yeah. So it's just baptism by fire, and then hopefully they'll rise to the occasion. Maybe. Yeah, um, I think you're looking at at this point. You're looking at it. Really can't get much worse. Like if if Udo isn't good, then it's like okay. Well, neither is Samia and Dozier. So it's not like you know making a huge risk by putting him out there because yeah. it's either he's good or he's not. And if he's not, then, you know, we look at someone else, maybe Davis. Um, so that's, 
that's my kind of view. It's like, well, what do you really have to lose? And it's not. No, much. yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I'll get you out of here with this. When the Vikings do have their first preseason game in, in less than two weeks on Saturday, August 14th, against the Denver Broncos, what are some of the things you are most interested to see? Just how much uh, tight end involvement you're going to get. Um, obviously, I mean, the first team reps will be sort of limited, but I'd still like to see if, if Smith and Tyler Conklin get some targets, uh, build, build, build up their confidence. Um, interesting to see what they do with Sheldon Richardson, if Michael Pierce is healthy, yeah. whether, whether they put him on the edge, uh, whether they start him on the edge or use him as a rotational uh, DT. Uh, I think that's that. That'll be interesting because it, I think it'll tell us more about how the likes of DJ Wallum and and Patrick Jones are, are progressing rather than because Richardson's obviously better suited to the interior, but can play uh, as an end if required. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I'm be interested in that. Uh, and whatever reps Eddie Woods gets alongside Harrison Smith, that's yeah. going to be an important time for me as well. Um, because obviously Anthony Harris didn't sort of live up to his franchise tag last year. And, right. Um, overall, secondary really struggled as a result, especially when they needed their two experienced safeties to sort of stand up um, after letting Rhodes, Waynes and Alexander go um, and counting on young corners. So I think they'd be the main three. Um, I can't imagine sort of Kirk Cousins or Darwin Cook or the two wideouts will be in for too long. So... Um, yeah, yeah, I wanna, yeah, go on. I want to see um, KJ Osborne because we've just been hearing so yeah. much about him in camp and how he did so well in the in the spring. So I want to see, you know, what he can do. I mean, I'm interested in a bunch of rookies. The the, the running back they picked up uh, in the fifth round. Sorry, I cannot uh, think of his name, or I don't think I can pronounce it either. Even if I could. Uh, Think of it, but the running back from Iowa State who's Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And then uh, Amir, Amir Smith Marset, uh, yeah. the, the receiver out of Iowa, and then Chaz Surratt. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, how he does at linebacker since they, I think they used a third round pick on him. So obviously, yeah, they think he's yeah, he's he's a he's a really good player. Yeah, um, I, I've really heard a lot good. of good things about him as well. And then you know if Kellen Mond can get in there, obviously you'd like to see what he can do, uh, see if he's got, you know, some tools to maybe be the Vikings quarterback of the future as early as next year. Um, so those are some things I'll be watching. Obviously, you're not, we're not going to see a lot of what the Vikings are going to run on defense or offense. It's going to be pretty basic stuff, but you, you, yeah. you can tell with some of the guys. Like, I think, I think it was a Hall of Fame game in 2015. It's like the Steelers and Vikings – and Diggs, I think he was returning punts, and he had a like a long punt return. And you're like, okay, this guy can he can do some things, and uh, yeah. he turned it out. He turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, um, and obviously you'll have Teddy in the center, starting yep. or otherwise. I'm not yep. sure. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I for, I just I forgot about. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of former Broncos over there. What uh, Mike Boone's over there, or former Vikings yeah. on the Broncos. Mike Mike Boone's over there. I think they just signed Brett Jones. Um. Obviously, George Payton's over there as a GM. Yeah. So I think I think Teddy's going to get a shot anyway. Um, yeah. Seeing as they're not getting sort of Aaron Rodgers now, they'll probably yeah. just just wait wait and see for a year with him. Yeah, I think they were. 
kind of banking on that, but uh, obviously that that fell through. But that's all I have for today, Dean. Uh, where can people follow you on Twitter? Um, at Dean Jones underscore, and uh, the Catgrave site is at yeah. Catgrave blog. Catgrave.com. That's the fan sided site for the Carolina Panthers. Dean runs that and he also does some stuff here obviously for the viking age covering the vikings so check out his stuff there follow the viking age on twitter and facebook subscribe to this podcast on the apple podcast app spotify wherever you get your podcasts but until next time we will talk to you later credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.